0: not fool you it is that time again it is the three amigos how are you doing matt
1: i'm doing super awesome mike thanks for uh thanks for asking
0: oh thank you and dion how are you
2: howdy i'm doing great ready for round two
0: one of the things i love about us having uh facebook groups youtube channels together both individually and collectively <laughs> is we get some comments sometimes and i'm like i'm not going to take the time to type up an answer i'm going to go ask two other smart people and we're just going to make it a video so that's what we're going to do here you guys ready ready so this one's from ryan i'll just use the first name ryan he says could you do a video about how to remain calm and cool headed in this market i've been outbid on countless properties and anything half decent goes in a day to an all-cash offer it's been demoralizing and has made me anxious uh, uh oh made my anxiety go up see this is why i don't read my books because i insert words that aren't there <laughs> yeah it's just- it just doesn't work. This is what it should have said. Right? This is what it. This is what it actually says. This is what, yeah. Anyways, uh, how can we manage this successfully? I don't want to make any bad choices, but seeing prices rise like this is getting to me. Any sound advice would be good. Uh, so Ryan, we'll go to Dion first. When you see comments like that, or when you when you're talking to someone, because it's we we hear it all the time. What do you tell them?
2: It's it's that's a hard one because it's so specific to the individual mm. what other stressors are going on in your life
0: oh, it could be. what is your
2: timeline are you trying to get out of work in the next two years because you hate your job so much mm. or in the next two years if you closed one deal would you be completely satisfied so there's a whole spectrum and so i would kind of track the math i run a company and anytime somebody comes to me with a complaint i say great write it down if you can write it down there's logic and there's facts if it's a, if it's if it's an internal emotional reaction, when you say I keep getting outbid by cash offers, how many offers did you make?
0: Mm. Was it
2: three or three hundred?
0: Mm.
2: Because in a good market, I make twenty offers to get one accepted. Yeah, this is not to a buyer's side a good market. This is a great market if you're selling, right? Mm-hmm. But so if I in a normal market make twenty offers to get one accepted, and that's an average. So sometimes it's even more. Yeah. If he's made 10 and it feels like I'm just starting out investing, I've made 10 offers. My friend made two and they got it accepted. So I'm way outside of what I would know to be the normal. Be frustrated, but do the math. If you start getting to actually docu-sign, sent offers, not a communication back and forth between agents where they go, yeah, we've already got an offer in, get your offer in writing and sent off and know your numbers. Mm -hmm. If I'm outbid by somebody who pays more, I understand they're probably coming from a different position. They're 1031ing or they're taking equity from something they've owned from a long time where they're not looking at what they're investing now. They're looking at that first investment. Mm -hmm. It makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. Keep making offers. You only need one.
0: Matt, good advice. Very cool. Matt, what do you think when you see something like this? They're they're almost vibrating. That's what it feels like to me sometimes.
1: Yep. Take a walk around the neighborhood. Be patient. Just take a walk take a walk. It's, it gets, it gets very frustrating. Um, But so I've got 37 buildings now Mm. and I've written easily a couple hundred offers easily, probably 500 offers, right. Or 400 offers to get my 35. Mm -hmm. And that was over a 20 year period. Mm -hmm. And we all agree that there's no more difficult time to invest than right now. It's by far the hardest ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would say perspective like Dion was talking about, which is how many, how many contracts have you actually written that you've actually lost on? Mm -hmm. Um, I, and I would say the other thing that I would look at too, is maybe that asset class in your market just doesn't work because if everything is continuing to go for that much over and everything, then that makes the numbers not work. And you're smart, you're staying disciplined. You're not reaching for it. But the other thing that I would do to help yourself out, start looking at other asset classes because you're probably only looking at single family homes and you should probably be looking at dupes, tries and quads if they exist um, because that likely will introduce less competition, Mm -hmm. number one, because there's fewer buyers for multis than there are for single family homes. So that largely will introduce less competition. However, you will need to be more on point with your numbers because you're likely going to be up against investors and they will tar and feather you if you haven't done your homework. Yeah. So yeah, my advice would be stay patient. But now if you've been doing this for months, look at perspective. Have you made 10 offers and gotten zero? Have you made 50 offers and gotten zero? Mm-hmm. And then I would start looking at two, threes, and four asset classes. Because now you're probably, if you've been doing this for 90 days, you're probably pretty baked in on single family homes.
0: Yeah. You
1: probably know exactly what they're going for. You know exactly what they're going to go for. You know that market's still moving, but You know, if you're in one of those areas like in Arizona or Florida, where there's a ton of hedge funds buying, Mm -hmm. or these, you know, I buyers buying, guess Mm -hmm. what? They're not looking at dupes, tries, and quads. That's why they're an undervalued asset right now. Yeah, fish where the fish, fish where the fish are. You don't have to fish where there's a few fish and a ton of fishermen. Fish where there's more, you know, a higher ratio of fish to fishermen.
0: I totally agree with that. A couple things I haven't talked about in a while, kind of cementing on this. I, I talked about in 2020, I wrote a hundred offers and got two counters and no deals. That was on, that was on an MLS base. I, I don't know. I don't know how many offers Ryan has written, but I wrote a hundred in a year Yeah, and got nothing. Uh, that's, that's like two a week. Right. So, and again, for me, it's not emotional and maybe that's just because I know my number so well, right. I'm happy if somebody outpays me because that's just, they're not going to come back. It's like, okay, you bought a bad deal. You're, you're, you're not going to be my competition in the future. Or you're a different buyer to, to uh, Dion's point, right? If you're buying for an owner, I and you outpay me? Congratulations. You have better rates, less down payment. I'm happy for you, but you're only going to do one. Um, so that's, that's one thing. So again, I've, I've written a hundred in a year and got nothing. So Ryan, if you wrote more than a hundred, Okay. But most of the time, people talk about, I wrote 17. I wrote 100. Right. What are we talking about?
1: Or even seven, Mike, or even seven. Like that's, I I see that a lot. They, they, the, and that's okay. But keep it in perspective. One year, one year or six months, five offers, six offers, that's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing.
0: Yeah, number two, what I would tell you as a new investor is I want you to track all these offers you've made. Yes. I want you to go back to Zillow and see what they sold for and do the math again. Yep. Because maybe, maybe you let a great deal go by. Maybe yep. they saw something you didn't see or, you know, I, I've had some people, right? Let's just say their average is 8% yield. They they wrote up an offer, which would have made it a 12% because the asset was mispriced. So they wrote it up as 12%. And then somebody else wrote it up and got it at a 10. Well, okay. 10 is still more than eight. That's right. That's at least a good deal. So what I would tell someone to do in this case, Ryan, to go back and look at the last 10 offers, go to Zillow or Redfin and figure out what they sold for and do the math again. And then two things are going to happen. One is you're going to figure out you missed a great deal or two, you're going to know that they did a bad deal. Uh-huh. I, I will never feel bad for somebody overpaying and doing a bad deal. It's okay. I'm not going to do it. I can't control you. If you want to overpay and go get a 4% yield in an 8% market, you're the idiot, not me. Right. I'm totally okay with that. I feel, I feel better not doing a deal in that scenario. If you outbid me by 10 grand, you turn a great deal bad. I feel good. I don't feel bad. I feel good. And then lastly, Lastly, and again, we've all said this, this is the hardest market ever to buy something, especially out of the MLS. What do we talk about in the course besides yield and buy boxes and all of that is get off your ass and network more. I wrote hundred offers in 2020. I still got six deals all from my network. Everybody knows what I buy. I tell everybody, even the new people, never stop networking, never stop networking, never stop networking. Again, just do the work. If you don't get a deal and somebody did a bad deal, who cares? Move on. But this is all learning experience. Go back and figure out the, again, if I was doing this again if I, and I was Ryan, I would go back to every offer I wrote up, figure out the deal that was done and do the math, figure it out. So, um, and again, I'll close with, I am, ju- I'm, I feel great <laughs> for everybody who helped me dye my hair purple. Right. Thank you, Dion.
2: Me Everyone, too. I matched it
0: yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, that got here. But I also feel happy for all, you know, the three or four X that wrote offers that didn't get in bidding wars. You know your math. I am happy for you. Your time is coming. So uh, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate this conversation. Dion, how can people find you?
2: Right here on YouTube, and a couple of quick things to wrap up with. Um, first, Ryan, I don't, you said you keep getting beaten by cash offers. Have you used Matt's strategy of reaching out and finding out what matters to the sellers? Because sometimes it's not cash. Yeah, sometimes. It could be all kinds of other things. And the second thing is with the order of operations of getting started into real estate, the first thing we do is we learn to save, then we work on our credit score, and then we talk to a lender to find out what our options are. So based on your work history, your credit score, your debt-to-income ratio, the amount of reserves you have, you have certain options. When you're not finding deals, you continue to save. Every day that you save money, you're adding to down payment, Mm -hmm. cash uh, reserves, money for immediate repairs, closing costs. So you're starting to do, like Matt said, look at other asset classes. You might be able to do different strategies now. Mm -hmm. Um, So even though it's taking time and it's frustrating, every day that you continue to save and continue to increase your credit score and get that work history where the lenders are going to want it, you're going to open up more options. So I wouldn't be depressed. I would be motivated to keep going. you can find me right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom.
0: Very cool. Matt, closing thoughts and where people can find you? Uh, so Lumberjack
1: Landlord on YouTube and uh, Lumberjack Landlord on Instagram. And the, the other thing that I'll leave with Ryan as well is um, drive by those properties and see if that buyer did something with that property, like an ADU or something. Yeah,
0: like something you may not there's, think. Good there's
1: that. one that I have to drive past. I have I own three properties on the street and I have to drive past this one stupid property. I hate this property. It was a seven, seven unit seven unit, all one bedrooms. I'm like, who would want that garbage? I was an idiot. And so I was just like, no, it's not. It's not a fit. It's not a fit. I think it sold for five ninety five. dollars 95
0: okay.
1: The guy that bought it then tried to get, uh, then he looked at the lot and he looked at the frontage. It was a corner lot. Mm-hmm. He was able to build four condos in the back. That cost him a little over two hundred thousand a piece. Sold them for three forty a piece, and yeah. So all I have to say is, I drive by that property and I call that my million dollars lost property because <laughs> I I've lost not doing that deal. I cost myself a million dollars, and credit to the guy who did it. Yeah, he unearthed the value. That loss made me a better investor because I haven't missed out on one of those deals. In probably five years, That's I haven't awesome. missed out on a deal like that. And the opportunity for those types of deals is absolutely out there because people won't do the work. I had one that was on the market for a month, and everybody could have seen that it was a too large of a single family and it should have been a duplex. I bought it for 160. I put 35 into it, I'm into it for 195. It just appraised for 332.
0: And, and it the, was on the MLS. It was on month. the
1: MLS for a month for a month shame on anybody that looked on that and again it was likely a lot of people like i was five years ago not thinking outside the box and really looking for where is there unearthed value in this deal where is there something there under the covers that i can unearth and then i'm the one who gets paid and i got paid big time i love that very cool guys thank you for doing this uh we'll go on to topic number three thanks sounds good thanks mike